Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmet. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. All right, well, let us begin. May the manifest glory of God be upon you. Blessed and happy Transfiguration Sunday to you all. We have just read from Luke chapter 9, where Jesus goes up to the Mount of Transfiguration and he reveals his glory to Peter, James, and John. And not only that, but the glory cloud comes. The splendor of the Father comes in the cloud. And he speaks to Peter, James, and John. If you think about it, all over the pages of Scripture, you will find stories of the manifest presence, the manifest glory of God. You often read them or hear them so often that you just kind of overlook it. Like, for instance, the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he's baptized, and what happens? The heavens open, and his spirit comes up on him like a dove. That's a manifestation of the glory of God. We can spend a lot of time this Sunday going through places in Scripture where we could look at the glory of God with Moses and Exodus and on and on and on where God's glory was manifest. I thought we'd just take a, a few chapters in the book of Acts to see that manifestations of the glory of God were going on after the resurrection of Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, a manifestation of the glory of God comes as the Holy Spirit comes down as the heavens are torn open and the Holy Spirit descends as tongues of fire. And fire is for power, for power, a manifestation of power. In Acts chapter 4, right after Peter is released from prison by an angel, the disciples meet together in a house and it says that the place where they were meeting was shook. And they were all filled again with the presence of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 7, Deacon Stephen is stoned to death. And he looks up to heaven and he says, I see Jesus, the Son of Man, at the right hand of the Father, and I see his glory. Stephen experiences the manifest glory of God at his martyrdom while the people throwing stones see and hear nothing. And finally, in Acts chapter 9, the apostle Paul is on the road to Emmaus. And the presence of God comes upon him in manifest presence and glory. And Paul is knocked to the ground. And a voice speaks to him out of this encounter. Another manifestation of glory. Well, what is the manifest glory of God? What is it? 
I've often used this expression that as the rays of the sun are to the sun, so the manifest glory of God is to God. The rays of the sun are not the sun. And the glory of God is not God. It's just his manifest presence. How he manifests himself at one time or another in history. We're going to read this passage a little later, but God says to Moses, if I should show you my face, you would instantly die. But please be assured, when we die or are taken up in the clouds to be with Christ coming in glory and power, we too will be glorified. And upon our glorification of our bodies, we will be not only in the glory of God, but we will see the face of God because we'll be changed from the mortal to the immortal. In the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, the glory of God, the manifest glory of God is often called the kabod, the kabod. And it literally means weight. The glory of God manifests. The weight of God manifests. And by extension, weight has to do with worth. Something important, something holy and consecrated, something sacred. And as the Old Testament was translated by Greek-speaking Hebrews, Jews, they used the Greek word doxa to translate the word kabod, glory, the manifest glory. Doxa means to have an appearance, an appearance. So the manifest glory of God is a manifestation of God's divine presence. In Scripture, these are amazing times. They're special times. They're times where we see the atmosphere of faith and miracles happen. We see authority and power given out, as in Acts chapter 2. We see signs and wonders, and most of all, we see God's love in the manifest glory of God appearing. It's interesting to me that so much of the contemporary church are often singing songs about the glory of God. And I could name a lot of songs, but I'll just name one. Matt Redmond's song, Lord, Let Your Glory Fall. As upon that ancient day, speaking of the day of the consecration of the temple Solomon built for the Lord, where God's glory fell. There are lots and lots of songs where people are calling for the manifest presence of God to fall upon them or to fall in their room, in their sanctuary. But in spite of what the church is singing today, I think it would surprise many, many of those same people who are singing these songs that the manifestation of God is still occurring in this time in history. It's like, why are you singing these songs and you don't expect it to happen in your day and age? Just a stipulation before we go any further. I'm all about, I'm all about discipleship. I'm all about mentoring and instruction and Christian disciplines. I think this generation of young adults needs this desperately. Desperately needed. 
They desperately need to know what their responsibilities are according to the written word of God. But in stipulating that, I also want to say is that we live in unprecedented times. We live in this supposedly labeled post-Christian age where people are vacating faith in the God of Scripture and in Jesus Christ. I haven't seen a time like this since the early 70s where so many were going into new age, into the occult. It's happening again, but it's even more open, I think, than it's been before. Many, many people are searching for the supernatural. And according to religious sociologists, demographers, that neo-paganism is one of the fastest growing religions in the Western world. Neo-paganism, witchcraft, wizardry. Because there's a void in people's lives and they are searching for the supernatural. And all the church is willing to give them is instruction. That worked great in an age where everybody was nominally Christian. Yeah, they need instruction. Everybody's nominally Christian. But we live in a post-Christian age where people need to be discipled, but they also need to encounter the supernatural power of God coming upon them to experience the manifest glory of God. You must want it. You must watch for it. That means to expect it and to welcome it. To welcome the manifest glory of God. Want it. Watch and expect for it and welcome the manifest glory of God. I've been humbly blessed, and I truly mean that, humbly blessed to be in places and to minister also in places where the manifest glory of God has been present. And as I was thinking of this message today, I was a bit hesitant to pursue this theme of the manifest presence of the glory of God, and especially me, me sharing some stories. I was very hesitant. And I really believe the Lord said to me, tell them about my glory because they don't know about it. There's many of you who are listening today who have read about or heard about the glory of God in scriptures, but you don't really know what it is, and you don't really know that you can experience it in this day and age. As I think about the times that I've been ministering or been in places where the glory of God has manifested, I usually have experienced it in the following ways. That there will be a distortion in the air, the atmosphere. It would just be distorted. It would be like your vision is a little bit, a little bit off. A thickness, a, a, a slight cloudiness, sometimes more cloudy and thick, and other times will come and there'll be light. There'll be light in, in, the, in the air as it gets thicker. And it's not as transparent as it once was. And in these times where the manifest glory has come, where I've been present, 
It's literally like breathing faith. Faith just comes. And it's like you're breathing in faith. And where there was maybe doubt, maybe where there was cynicism, maybe there was uh, a thinking that, that things weren't possible, suddenly just you're gripped with faith through breathing it in. Remember in Scripture, the Holy Spirit is literally called the Holy Numos, Numos meaning air or breath. This occurs because the heavens open just like they did in every other appearance of the manifest glory of God in Scripture. And the place where you're at, the place where you're ministering, the place where you're worshiping, the place where you're witnessing and doing ministry becomes as the Celtic Christians, the ancient Christians in Ireland and the British Isles would call a thin place where heaven and earth meet. The glory of God often comes through an outpouring of power, what some would call an anointing. Suddenly an anointing will come. It will come suddenly and with it, with it the glory will often, not always, but often come with an anointing, an anointing of power for ministry. I was ministering one time in India to a group of pastors, their wives and a few others who had gathered, about 70 people in a sanctuary. And this particular group of pastors and people had been heavily influenced and supported by a, a United States ministry, a United States minister, pastor who's very popular, who believes that the gifts of the Holy Spirit were for yesterday, not today. And he's very vocal about it. And the Lord specifically instructed me to come to this group of pastors and bring the baptism and gifts of the Holy Spirit to them. To make a very long story short, I began to minister, an anointing came, an anointing came. And with it, the heavens were opened and the glory of God fell. And people were being healed. People were being delivered. People were being imparted with gifts of the Holy Spirit. It was an amazing experience to be with these people in the glory of God. These people who had never experienced anything like this before. Another time I remember is during the renewal of the late 90s and very early 2000s, the glory of God would come so often, but, but the Holy Spirit would bring with this manifestation of glory, peace, love, and intimacy. One time we had a visitor come to our church, and this person didn't have a lot of church experience, was relatively new to the faith, and she asked me, John, what is that stuff you spray in the air? I go, what stuff are you talking about? I knew what she was talking about, but I wanted her to, to ferret it out some more. What stuff are you talking about? Stuff you spray in the air. It, it's really sparkly, and it feels so good. I go, that's the Holy Spirit. It's the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit touching you and love and intimacy and peace. The glory of God often comes with the expression of spiritual gifts. Now, I'm not a minister who emphasizes tongues. It's not my emphasis of my ministry, though we, we certainly practice the gifts of tongues in this ministry, and of course we b believe it is a gift for today. 
One time I was in a church building at a conference, and this church building was owned by a, by a Korean congregation and allowed another church to use it also. And these Korean ladies were meeting in this room, and you could, you could loudly hear them as I was walking down the hall, passing the door to this room, like you, could allow, you could hear them because they were so loudly praying in tongues all together. And as I was walking by the door, which was closed, someone inside opened the door. And when they did, I was hit by the glory of God, and I almost fell down. I stumbled. It was so powerful, so manifest. There are times where I've been ministering in deliverance, from evil spirits, that a gift of tongues have come, and the glory of God comes with the gift. And when the Spirit of God, the glory of God comes, no demonic power can stay. No demonic power can stay in the glory. One thing I've never seen, sadly, and I'm desperate to see it, is when the glory of God comes in generational revival. I believe that's what it's going to take to to win a generation of young people who are turned off to God, who are turned off to church, who aren't listening, who are distracted, that it's going to take an outpouring of the manifest glory of God. I've been told that those who were there in the early days of the Jesus movement in the late 60s, early 70s, that happened at the epicenter of California, then spread to the United States and the world, that it was not uncommon for the glory of God to come upon people in the streets, and people would fall in the power of the Holy Spirit in the streets. Just be walking down the street. Heaven's open, glory comes, they fall down, they get up, they love God. We need an outpouring. Some of you who are listening to me today, you're missing the manifest glory of God because you don't want it. You want to sing about it, but you don't want it. Listen, you need it. We need the glory of God in our day, in our time. In Exodus 33, verse 18, Moses says to God, now show me your glory. Moses is desperate to see and be with the glory of God. The Lord said to Moses, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name. You must want, desire to see the manifest glory of God. Do you? Do you want it? Are you expecting it? Are you desperate for it? God, we need an outpouring. You also need to watch for God's manifest glory. In John chapter 12, the Father speaks to Jesus very clearly. Some hear it, and others say, oh, it just thundered. It just thundered. They weren't watching for it. They weren't trying to discern it. This generation of young adults, young Christians, you need to watch for God's manifest glory in places you don't expect. Many of you only watch for it in musical worship. That's what you say to yourself. If God's going to show up tonight, it's going to be when we're doing musical worship. 
And hey, I've been on a lot of those occasions where God has manifested and shown up in his manifest glory during musical worship. Others of you are, God is going to show up during prayer ministry. We're going to start praying for people, praying for each other as we do that God's manifest. And oftentimes I've seen that, for sure. But where we've lost our expectation, where we've lost our watching for God's glory is in the proclamation of the word. Please, please, Father, please, Pastor, give us more worship, which they mean musical worship, and give us less of the word, less of your preaching, less of scripture. But I want you to to know that in days gone by in this land when John Wesley and George Whitfield and others would proclaim the, the word of God, there would be an outpouring. Great revivals have happened. People used to expect the manifest glory of God to come and the power of God to come when the word of God was preached. Previous generations have said, give us less music and more word. What about witnessing? When you're witnessing, when you're sharing the word of God to others, you need to pray for, want, and expect the glory of God. You ever try to tell people about the Lord and it's just like talking to a piece of wood? You ever have that happen? Sure. Man, ask for the glory of God. Say, Lord, as I go to share the word of God today, if I have opportunities, pray that your glory comes, even for a moment. You got to want it. You have to watch for it. You have to expect it. One place very few expect the manifest glory of God is in the Eucharist, the consecrated bread and wine. The body and blood of Christ becomes manifest. What if God would reveal his glory? Jesus is present on the table, his body and blood. Jesus' body and blood walked up to the Mount of Transfiguration and it was glorified through a manifesting of God's glory. What if God's glory would manifest to you as you want it, as you expect it, as you desire to see it in Holy Eucharist? You gotta want it, you gotta expect it, you have to want to see it and you must welcome, you must welcome God's manifest glory. Please, 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 if you're listening to me, share this with others. Share this with others so they can know that God's manifest glory is available to them today. You must welcome pastors if you're listening, priests if you're listening. You need to welcome an outpouring of the manifest presence of God in your church, your sanctuaries. There are very good, 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 dear Christian brothers and sisters who love to glorify the Lord with their Christian service. They love to glorify the Lord with their witness to others. They love to glorify God with their their sacrificial praise and worship. But I know many of these same people who do this are hostile to God manifesting His glory. Come on, folks, you're allowed to glorify God, but he's not allowed to manifest his glory when you're doing it? Sadly, I've seen people, when the manifest glory appears, I've seen people recoil in anger. 
I don't like what's happening right now. This is out of order. I've seen people recoil in fear. I've seen people flee in fright. And even worse, even worse, I've seen people who have just been indifferent as it's happening. And I've seen that within the last four years. I want to warn any next-gen charismatics, if you're listening to me by chance, you're a next-gen charismatic, you, you grew up in the charismatic Pentecostal church, your grandfather, your grandmother, they were Pentecostals, and your, your mom and dad were Pentecostals or charismatic. Now, you're too cool for that. There's too much drama. It's too silly for you. I've seen some of you standing in the glory of God manifesting and you were indifferent and you're going to face that God in glory and power face to face one day and give an account for it. Because you were too cool. That was grandpa's thing. That was Moses' thing. That was the church of the book of Acts thing, and it's not our thing. Give us another cup of java, please. And let us sing, Lord, let your glory fall while we're drinking the coffee. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if this offends some of you who are listening to me, but you need an attitude adjustment. We're losing, you're losing your generation to paganism, to Wicca, to the occult to unmentionable things, and you're not welcoming the glory of God. You're just indifferent. What would Moses say? What would Moses say to you? What would Moses say to us? That same Moses who says to God, now show me your glory. Now show me your glory. You got to want it, folks. You got to want it. You got to watch for it and be expectant. You got to welcome it. When the Holy Spirit brings the glory, ah, we welcome it. Doesn't happen all the time. Doesn't happen all the time. But when He comes, welcome Him. Blessed transfiguration of Christ Sunday to you. And may the glory of the Lord be upon all of you. And we all say, Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.